This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Welcome in. It is Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens here. Jake Bach over there. I think you might. Are you going to grab that mic or the other mic, Bach? I'm it's using always, this mic. It's always. I used to think you should use them all. I don't like mic one. <laughs> Have you finally, finally had enough of mic one? What's wrong with it? I'll just use both mics. <laughs> um, I don't know. Actually, I, I'm not sure why, but uh, I've been like told it. mic one's not the ideal tinny. mic. Yeah, we've moved I've, away from it. I think it's sometimes tinny. I always used it just because uh, a lot of times we would have guests in studio, and then yeah. it saves you the time to swing it back over. Like, you're using the same mic that I just used uh, for the handoff. That's right. If, we, if there's four people, somebody yeah. has to use mic one. But And then sometimes, like, you're on mic one, and you turn on mic one, but it's actually mic two that's in front of you. Yes, that's very confusing. It drives you crazy, uh, but, you know. That's what what happens in radio. The, we're telling you how the sausage is made. That's uh, so it's very confusing stuff. You have to know. Yeah. you have to be able to count to four. <laughs> that's right. It's high tech stuff. Uh, that's why uh, you know you probably uh, don't want to go into radio into this business oh, yeah. without just loads of training. That's right. It'll take you a good half hour to figure out all this stuff. They make you go to school for it, though. Yeah, they do. That although. I know a lot of guys that never went to school for podcasts. Yeah, right. Uh, it, actually, I know some guys, some dudes that went to uh, Minneapolis. Uh, Brown Institution, I think it's still around. Uh, it's just a radio school. It's just oh, intensive cool. radio training uh, nonstop. And then you come out of there and you're Paul Harvey, and it's great. So it's, it's more like a trade school for radio. Yeah. That's really cool. I think I, I, th- I I'm going to be honest here. I think that that was probably what you should do overall. Right. I like being well-rounded and such, but yeah. uh, I think we waste a lot of money. I, I mean, I love my experience at the University of Nebraska. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but I think sometimes we la- waste a lot of money. If you know what you want to do, just go do it. Yeah. Hey, or here's a here's the thing. Uh, you can go get your degree in broadcast journalism, or just pick out some place in a small town and say, I want to work here. And I want to do everything. I want to do the news. I want to do sports. I want to do everything. They'll put you to work. It doesn't matter if you sound great. Uh, they're going to put you to work. And that's kind of what happened to me. I worked at uh, KLIN back in the day for Don Gill, uh, who did play-by-play for the Huskers. A uh, friend of the family. So, yeah, I'll give you a gig. You're kind of terrible, but uh, I'll give you a <laughs> gig. on the fly. And then slowly you get better. And, and now I'm not terrible. I'm just uh, – I've reached the stage of I'm okay. <laughs> And that was the goal. Yeah, the goal was, is to be okay. That, to be very mediocre. <laughs> and I have uh, accomplished that in radio. So I don't know what's next for me. Uh, I've, I've mastered all my goals. It's it, You just talk for the rest of the three hours, Bach. <laughs> um, the Vikings did win last night. They beat the Bears 17-9. Uh, to nine. Kirk Cousins, as we mentioned, he threw two TDs in that game, uh, but only 87 yards. And I guess I disagree with Mike. I think Justin Fields can be okay uh, with a better head coach, a better offensive coordinator. Again, I said uh, at the start of the year, they remember where Nagy kept saying, no, this is, this is Andy Dalton's gig. This is Andy Dalton's gig. He's been taking all the reps in practice every day. 
And it was Andy Dalton's gig, and they realized they realized after a few games, Andy Dalton's terrible. Yeah. He is absolutely terrible. <laughs> he hasn't been a starter in the league so for the, a few years. Yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs with Andy Dalton, so the future starts now, and they started playing fields. And um, there you go. That's what happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget when uh, when they signed Dalton and they released their tweet that said quarterback number one. Uh, and everybody's going, you really want to say uh, that right now? I mean, don't you want him to like earn yeah. it? He's Andy Dalton. Yeah. He hasn't been starting for a while. Yeah, I, I don't think Fields is going to be terrible. If you told me that uh, the Vikings could get Fields over and have him over Kirk Cousins, I think with a good quarterback coach, that's where the league is leaning now. Guys that can use their feet. And I think ultimately he will be a good quarterback. Name a rookie quarterback that's any good at all. Mac Jones? Okay. Nobody yeah. else is. Zach Wilson has been awful. Um, Sam Darnold's not a rookie, but he's still he's still awful. Uh, Trey Lance is not playing at all uh, in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo is still your starter. There's nobody that's good, really, as a rookie in this league. But is that is that Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. He might be. He might be good eventually. But is that again? Is that a result of of how tough it is to come in and win in this league, or is that as a result of this draft class? Because there have been rookies. It seems to be easier as they've relaxed the rules, made it more uh, offensive oriented for younger guys to come in and, and play well. Um, this class particularly hasn't taken to uh, it. Who was the last great rookie quarterback? I mean, Lamar did well in his second year. Started yeah. to do well in his second year. Mahomes in his third after Alex Smith left. There's almost, I mean, Brady uh, midway through his rookie year. That There just haven't been many examples where guys have come in, even if you try to incorporate a – Kyler Murray was pretty good. Right. Kyler Murray was pretty good right away. Then there, maybe that's your guy. Yeah, there's a few guys, but I guess the point more than that is that, like, <laughs> um, C.J. Beathard can come in and throw for 280 his rookie year. You know, it, uh, it's not like – it's not – they don't yeah. look just completely outmatched if you get a sixth or seventh round draft pick to go out and, and do it. And, it uh, and to do it consistently and, and to be the long-term, yeah. um, you know, NFL quarterback for the, the franchise, that's a different thing. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's harder to do that. But it, it's just easier to come in and not look terrible. But these guys are coming in and looking pretty terrible. 464-568-5, uh, of Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Hammett Text Line, same number – we're on Twitch, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube. You can see us on the Sutter Heyman uh, video screens. Uh, and wave to us, uh, and we'll wave back if we see you wave to us. But we can't see you wave to us, so, uh, <laughs> so that would be impossible. We, we might just wave, and then at some point you could be uh, waving back to us. Um, Justin Herbert, so that's probably the best example that I should come Justin Herbert was good. Really yeah. good. As, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, Herbert is, is definitely an answer that I should have mentioned. Uh, but they, they're not popping up everywhere. Uh, and nobody really saw her. I mean, I didn't see Herbert coming over Tua. I thought Tua would be better than Herbert. Right. And I was dead wrong on that. Uh, maybe a better team around him. Um, but I think you're seeing more and more where, you know, you're trying to get rookie quarterbacks on the field pretty quickly. And you're adjusting it to what they did in college. It's no longer we've got our scheme, our pro-style scheme, and you got to come in, and it's going to take you three years to learn it. And you got to hold the clipboard, and you're going to be uh, waiting behind some journeyman quarterback who gives us no chance to win. Uh, now it's we'll incorporate whatever you did in in college, in high school, and uh, it's going to work. And that's that's basically why I still argue for I want 
yeah, maybe a pro-style offense. Maybe I've seen enough from what Scott Frost has tried to do in the first three years uh, with Taylor, uh, Adrian Martinez. And, you know, it usually leads to injury. And uh, the production has been good. So go to a pro-style offense. That's fine. Oh, but give me somebody with feet. Give me somebody who can move. Because that's what you're seeing in the league. Outside of Brady, that's pretty much what you see every Sunday, and now Saturday, this time of year, in the and league. Tuesday. And Tuesday. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday. Happy days. Uh, the other game last night, uh, Carlson, what's his first name? The kicker for the Raiders. He kicked a field goal. Actually, he kicked two. Uh uh, had a 48-yarder to win it. It was good, but uh, the Browns had successfully called timeout. Uh, so he got to kick it again, and Carlson made two in a row from 48. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, so they went 14, 16 to 14. I keep saying it. I think this is one of those years where it's going to be one of these teams that's like 8 and 6 or 7 and 7 that wins the Super Bowl this year. Because, I mean, your Cardinals... Nobody believes in the Cardinals anymore. They, we, we <laughs> yeah, call, two weeks ago, we called them the best team of the league, right? Yeah. Um, now the Packers still are. I think the favorites to get to the Super Bowl are the Packers and the Chiefs. But uh, that, that's almost just kind of going back to I – mean, and, and they do. They have great records. So you can't, yeah. can't complain too much. But the Chiefs obviously don't look as good. They're on a seven-game winning yeah. streak, so lately they, they've looked that way. Um, but they don't look overwhelming like they have in past years. I think you're right. I think it's going to be um, – I don't know if it's going to be the nine and seven team or anything like that, but there's a lot of teams that just don't separate from each other. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams with seven and seven records that could still playing to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know if I expect any of those teams to, to rise above and, and eventually win the championship, but the exciting thing is it's just wide open. I mean, yeah. it, nothing really would surprise you once the playoffs get set to say, well, this team or that team will get in. And sometimes I think, I think uh, the NFL or any sports better um, with a, a Patriots or a Chiefs uh, of the past that that's just the overwhelming favorite uh, and you know are on a bit of a dynasty run. Um, but uh, I think it's also fun to have these years where it's just completely I, I don't know who's going to get uh, in. It's hard to predict. Uh, I did this exercise last night. Uh, I was in with Jay Foreman because DP is on vacation, and uh, I went through just all the listed every team that I thought might have a chance, but that is playoff eligible right now, basically, and asked Jay if he thought they could win the Super Bowl. I asked him New England, yes. Buffalo, yes. Uh, and then you move on to Cincinnati, no. Baltimore, no, because of their current situation at quarterback. Tennessee, I think he said yes. I think he said no on Indy, who, and I like Indy, eight and six. Yeah, I think they could be included in the conversation. Dallas, he said yes. No on everybody else in that division. Uh, Green Bay, he said yes, and no on everybody else in the NFC North. Uh, I think he said yes on Tampa Bay and no on everyone else. I think New Orleans could get hot. Uh, they have certainly have Tampa Bay's number. Uh, that's in the NFC South. And then in the NFC West, I think he chose – I think he still said he thinks Arizona could do it. I don't know if they can now with the injuries. Um, and I think maybe he liked the Rams as well. Yeah, I like the Rams there. Yeah. Even the 49ers are That's a lot six. of teams with this late in the season that could win the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it, it's just like, how do you compare who's the, who's the favorite? And again, yeah. you can go to Green Bay, but I just don't have trust in, in yeah. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and winning another Super Bowl. Yeah. It's been the storyline for his career after winning the one in 2010 is that they just come up short and it's the coach's yeah. fault or it's the fact that the, yeah. the GM's fault. They don't have enough um, built around him. So, I mean, I mean that's I the team not. with the best record, but. I don't like him, uh, so and I'm a Vikings guy, so I yeah. don't ever want to see Rodgers win another Super Bowl unless it's in a Vikings uniform. <laughs> the old Brett Favre switch. Yeah. He he does seem angry enough, though, this year uh, to prove everybody wrong. Like, he just hates the world right if now. If he does leave, I could see him being spiteful enough to go to the Vikings or the Bears or the Lions and, yeah. <laughs> and trying to do it there. Yeah, I think he really wants to win the Super Bowl more this year just to show everybody uh, that they're a bunch of jerks. I think that's what Rogers wants to do. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Nebraska, the poll is out, the final poll in volleyball. Nebraska ranks second in the final volleyball coaches poll released yesterday. The Huskers, of course, uh, finished the regular season at 10th and then made that great run in the NCAA tournament, beating second-ranked Texas, beating third-ranked Pittsburgh, and losing to fourth-ranked Wisconsin. Wisconsin, of course, won the national title. They are number one. Uh, followed by Nebraska, Louisville, Pitt, and Texas fifth. There were six teams from the Big Ten in the top 25. Creighton finished 22nd. So uh, that's pretty incredible when you consider they went into the postseason at 10 and they finished number two. I might I might make a, make a statement here that makes me sound like the bad guy, and uh, it doesn't really matter all that uh, much. Yeah, watch it. Watch it, Bach. Shouldn't Louisville be number two? They went undefeated all year, lost to the eventual national champion yeah. in the Final Four. And beat Nebraska. And beat Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, went undefeated. That's difficult to do. No, they shouldn't. They, they, didn't, uh, they, didn't take, they didn't take Wisconsin to five sets. That's Nebraska right. Nebraska did. Well, there, there's and that they, argument. They didn't beat number two Texas on the way. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, I'm just saying I think there's an argument to be made on behalf of Louisville. By the way, Danny Busboom. I didn't realize this, but Tom Chattel sat, Tom Chattel sat down with John Cook, uh, head coach of the Nebraska volleyball team, obviously. He's 65, and they discussed everything under the sun. Uh, but I didn't realize that Danny Busboom, National Coach of the Year for Louisville, has a clause in her contract that says if Nebraska ever offers her the gig, uh, she doesn't have to pay the buyout. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Like She, she went, makes it pretty clear what's going to happen if but, Nebraska offers her. Obviously, she had... She had the hammer because uh, Louisville wasn't really very good uh, before right. she, she built that program and did it with not the number one classes in the country like Nebraska is doing. Uh, she's just built it, and it's, it's a great program. Now, they wouldn't have been what they were if you put them in the Big Ten. They would have had. They wouldn't have gone through undefeated. Would have gone undefeated. Probably. No way. I mean, the Big Ten's just too hard. Um, so. Uh, that's one of the reasons I think Nebraska, they were so tested, battle-tested yeah. in the Big Ten. Uh, that's the reason they're number two. I think I think it's a, it's close. I, I, I see your argument. Louisville probably should be uh, number two. But Nebraska went five sets with the champs. Yeah. And they beat, uh, they beat Texas and Pittsburgh. My argument's a whisper. I don't want anybody to uh, hear it. I'm just uh, mentioning that maybe you're gonna make people if I were mad. voting. You're just trying to make people mad, I think, Buck. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. No, uh, great. I mean, great season for – I mean, I think that's – but to me, that's what makes this run so special, right? Is that this probably wasn't the number yeah. two team in the country, um, as far as just you know putting uh, just the talent out there, the girls out there. Yeah. But they they did it. They went out there and yeah. played together as a team and and fought through and and beat the you know number two and three seed or whatever to get all the way from the ten seed. 
Um, so I don't know. It, it's just it, it. It really doesn't matter all that much. No. No. <laughs> what matters more is the tournament and how well you're doing it. It'd be um, a little but, odd. It'd be a little odd being national runner-up and yet you ranked third. But I remember, like, when Nebraska in football, when they lose to, to Miami in the uh, Rose Bowl, they're not number two. Nobody, they were, like, number seven by the, uh, by the final poll. But they got blown out by Miami. I know. <laughs> they got destroyed. I'm just saying, just because you're the runner-up... Yeah, that's true. ...doesn't mean that you're the second-best team in the nation. I get, but I in get. this case, I don't have a problem with it, because they were playing, like, the second-best or the first-best team. Um, they just, you know, couldn't finish that final set, but... Uh, Brian Munson is out today, Bach. I think he called just to say he's done with us. He doesn't want any more of this show ever again. No, I think he's fine uh, <laughs> with us, but uh, he can't do the show today, so we're going to have to you know, do 20 minutes by yourself. I wonder if we could handle that. Uh, it's never been done yeah. uh, on this show, but we'll see if we could get through a 20-minute segment. I do want to talk about uh, a lot of what Tom Chattel said with John Cook. He, he did have a 20-minute sit-down, and I want to go through it. Uh, because it's really interesting, and uh, I think it explains a few things that have happened during the season and now after the season. Uh, we'll explain it to you. Uh, it's Tom and Bach. More on the way. Download our app by searching 93.7 A Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 